FM Breakfast Show with your hosts, Lyle and Lawson. Welcome, everybody. So good to have you here on 87.6, or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. Positively different radio in the morning. And a special shout out this morning to everybody listening from Sunbury, Victoria on 87.6, Tari, New South Wales on 88, and Seville, Victoria on, also on 88. Lawson, how was your weekend? My dad got married. What? Yeah, my dad what? got my dad got married on the weekends. I I just kind of forgot to mention it, but my my dad We didn't even know your dad was getting married. Uh my dad got married. I was the best man. Uh I gave a best man speech. Yes. It was it was a great time. Uh, oh, we have man. just I need awesome- to see the recording of this speech. That'd be fun. Actually, actually it was kind of funny like the speech went really well. Because it's it's my job to speak, and I think I think people didn't really expect it because like the the bride's family got up and they made a speech and they pulled out a piece of paper and I talked to them afterwards. I was like, oh, really good speech, and they were like, why did you go first? Because I just get up and you know intimidated I, everybody. I had written one in my head and it went really well. But hey, like the wedding was beautiful and amazing. It was so good to have all our family from all over the place there as well. We got a really awesome photo with like all the cousins because my dad has. Nine brothers and sisters. Oh, wow. Um, now, all the cousins and all the family wasn't there, but there's a good photo. I think there's like 15 cousins in the one photo who are just all hanging out. That's epic. It's, it was sick. So, yeah, it was fantastic weekend. That's amazing, Lawson, and massive shout-out yeah, to... Yeah, congratulations to my dad and Tina. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Uh-huh. Yes, absolutely. Amazing. All right, let's uh, let's have let's have uh, our first question for our quiz this week. Okay, our first question for the quiz. Obviously, we have some new prizes up for grabs, which I'll get into in just a little bit. But our first question is: What was the nature of Mephibosheth's greatest name? What was the nature of Mephibosheth's disability? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. And our prizes for this week. And that's right, I said prizes because we've got multiple of them. We have three books here, all by a, an amazing author named Rainda Bruinsma. They are key words of the Christian faith. I have a future, and he comes. I'll give you guys a little bit of a you know, biography, not a biography, a description of what these books are like as we go through the show, but they are awesome, amazing devotional books that will bless your life. They'll bless the lives of people you know. We definitely endorse them here at Faith FM. But again, that question was our first question of the day. Our first question of the week, what was the nature of Mephibosheth's disability? 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text, and we'll Give you these prizes for free in the draw at the end of the week, provided you get your entries in. All right, let's have some positively different news. Positively different news, Lyle. So a consolidation has taken place of over a 100 different studies about a particular thing. I want to ask you a question before I get into it. Mm-hmm. Lyle, do you like being cold? No. Do you like cold weather? No. Do you like cold? I don't mind cold weather on occasions. Mm-hmm. When, yeah, I can get a, I don't mind having a cold fix every now and then and get some snow and ice mm-hmm. because it's something different. Mm-hmm. But the older I get, the more I'm like, yeah, I've been there, done that. Uh-huh. Don't need to do it again. 
But, but if somebody offered me a ticket to Antarctica, I would go. Yeah, yeah. But what about, you know, just dumping a, a vat of cold ice water over the top of yourself? Oh, as an ice bucket challenge? Sure, something like that. Done that. Piece of cake. Yeah, yeah, but like, did you enjoy it? Do you enjoy being cold? This no, is the I don't question. En- I do Mark. not enjoy being cold. You do not. It's we not had your thing. fun with the ice bucket challenge uh-huh. many years ago when that was a thing. Yeah, but I don't enjoy being cold. Well, this consolidation of studies has taken place over a hundred peer-reviewed studies, as I said, and scientists has determined that it is significantly beneficial to consistently expose yourself to cold air and cold water. Right. It does a number of fantastic no. things for your health. No. It does. It's true. This uh-huh. is this is what they're saying here. The first thing that it does, so it turns white fat tissue into brown fat tissue. And this is very good. The reason this is very good is because compared to white fat, bad uh, brown fat is like, it's what they call a working fat. So it, it burns off for the purpose of maintaining body temperature to repel the cold. So if you're, you know, chucking ice water all over yourself, if you're exposing yourself to cold weather, your body will start to burn, will convert white fat into brown fat to then burn to keep your body temperature high. Whereas if you're not exposed to that cold weather, uh, then you are just storing white fat instead. I think think it's good to be exposed to... I think it's good to exercise in cold weather. Mm. You know, so for instance, you get that freezing cold day where it might be a single digit high, which is not uncommon in, you know, lots of parts of Australia. The idea there would be to get out and go for a walk in that, get that bracing air to, you know, touch your skin Mm -hmm. and all that kind of thing. I don't think it's that healthy to sit still in a cold house. Sure. That's my theory. I just don't think it's incredibly healthy to sit still. For a long period of time. That too. Yeah, just, just sitting is the new smoking. That's right. You just got to keep moving. The other thing that they found, this I thought was amazing, the benefit of being exposed to cold air and cold water. Dunking yourself with cold water uh, actually has been found to reduce the risk of diabetes significantly. It increases insulin sensitivity and decreases insulin concentration. See, this is something you should always do is end your shower with cold water. Yeah. 30 seconds to a minute of cold. And what that does is it will boost your immune system. It will boost the production of white blood cells. It will close off the pores of your skin and actually keep the warmth from the shower inside your core Mm. longer. Yeah. And finally here, the other thing that they found is that it does this thing. It it, it increases the production of neuropathy. Neuropinephrine? Neuropinephrine? Neuropinephrine. I'm going to call it that. Yeah, that thing. That thing, which is essentially like they're neurotransmitters in the brain and mm-hmm. it increases the production of them by like up to 500%, which essentially just leads to quicker brain activity. Yes. So you think quicker when being, you know, hit with all this cold water and air, which makes sense. It's feel like like if you go through that, it's it, we, we, we would call it refreshing, right? We would say, oh, man, that is incredibly refreshing. It definitely wake you up. And that's the response that your body has. And so just in general, it's not just like, hey, if you need a quick 
uh, <laughs> like you you don't have to be accidentally exposed to this and quickly wake up. You can intentionally expose yourself to cold water, and your body will start to put these different neurotransmitters in place, increase them, so that your brain will work faster. So essentially, like it, the rest of the article here talks about the extensive research that they did about cold water immersion, uh, how much it benefits us. But I think for me, reading this, I'm just like, I'm going to go to the gym today. I'm going to have a shower afterwards because you smell after the gym and you should shower. And then I'm just going to hit myself with the cold water. So straight after I can just get into my studies. I Uh, did that. I did that after my shower for about 10 years. Yeah. What changed? I, there was a reason (laughs) that I changed, but I don't remember what the reason was. (laughs) You just didn't like being cold. No, it wasn't that bad. It is honestly, when you, once you, once you do it for a couple of weeks Mm -hmm. and you finish every single shower with cold, Mm. It's not that bad. Yeah, you just get used to it. You eh? do. You really do. Mm. Definitely. All right, Lyle. Yes. I have something to talk about. Okay. It involves talk. I like talk. Which we talk. Vol- Baron talk. Yes. Volvo has replaced a third of their truck lineup, their industrial vehicle lineup, with hydrogen power. Ooh. A, a two, sorry, not a third. Two thirds. Two thirds. Of their, yeah, of their industrial lineup, they have replaced with hydrogen. Now, basically how hydrogen technology works, hydrogen fuel cells, you don't necessarily have a hydrogen engine that's powered the car. You have an, a hydrogen fuel cell that's powering an electric engine. So you've got the best of both worlds. That's right. You've got the range. Yes. Uh, of, a, of, a, of a petrol-powered... That's right. Fossil fuel-powered car. The fill-up time as well, you know, 10 to 15 minutes for a massive truck. But you're not running on coal. That's right. See, what, you, know, what I, you know what I really want to do? I decided this over the weekend. Mm-hmm. I really want to get an electric car mm-hmm. and, and, and put a big sticker across the back window that says, proudly powered by Hunter Coal. And drive it all around Newcastle and just troll everybody. <laughs> that is powerful. That is amazing. Yes. Now, my favourite one is there's the videos online of the Tesla that someone's put like a V8 engine in. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the no. V8 swap Tesla, yeah. and it's, it's the funniest thing ever. Yeah, no, but the, but what we have here with hydrogen power is truly the best of both worlds. Yeah, it is. You're, you're, it is. You know, you can brag to all your friends that you are on the precipice of saving the world, even though the, we know that the world's quickly coming to the end. Uh, but you also have an incredibly talky, fast electric car within a range of a 1,000 kilometres. Yes. And this, well, See, this, this is, is something truck. that would be practical for Australia. Yes. This is this is the future right here. The the the, the Teslas here do struggle in Australia. I mean, I've oh, I've heard of people, you know, with a 3-hour wait to get a fast recharge just on the way to, from here to Sydney. Yeah. Like that's ridiculous. It is. That's and, and terrible. Is, and then we have a country of such Massive, wide open spaces, and our vehicles do so many more kilometers yeah. than a lot of people who are living in Europe. Hundred percent. And it's interesting you say like, oh, like you got to think about the wait times. Da da da. A lot of the times when I read people complaining about that, it's like, oh, but isn't it worth it to have like a cool electric car? You don't have to spend money on fuel. But then there's just a point where I would it becomes do I would do that. impractical. Yes. Like particularly on a in a commercial sense, even a like I don't know. I could just think of. Ambulance that's powered by electricity running out of electric power because it couldn't get to the charger in time. Like, just all kinds of terrible situations like that. But you solve them all with hydrogen. You do. 
So guys, get in, invest. Hydrogen is the future. <laughs> You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Let's have another question for our quiz. In Act 16, Paul was forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach where? 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. If you do, you will go into the draw to win our prizes for this week by Rainer Bruins Ma. We have keywords of the Christian faith. I have a future and he comes. Now, keywords of the Christian faith. Faith. I'll just read a little bit of the blurb here. It says, if you were asked to define the essence of Christianity, what would you say? Which words would you choose to describe the life-changing pursuit of something intangible? Faith, maybe with Christianity's obvious necessity for trust in someone unseen, or perhaps love, since after all, God is love. Or would you choose grace, without which all faith and love, the world, would mean nothing. So this book is a study into, again, the key words of the Christian faith, how they affect our lives, why they're powerful and amazing. There's 13 of them in which this book gets into, explains, dives into words, you know, as we read before, like love, faith, grace, these kinds of things, what they really mean to us. But again, that number is 0491-064-669. And the question was, in Acts chapter 16, Paul was forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach where we also know that a lot of you guys play the quiz just for bragging rights. You just love being challenged and playing the quiz. And if you are doing that, let us know. Just send it through. Hey, I want to play the quiz for bragging rights just so we can get the prizes to the right people. But again, that number is 0491-064-669. Yeah, just on the, uh, on that bragging rights one there. Here's a simple way that you can let us know that you're playing for bragging rights because sometimes we really miss people who are regular players and uh, they win a prize and then they stop playing for a little while and we're sort of wondering, well, maybe they just feel like they've got their prize for the month. And But if you if you want to keep playing, we would love you to keep playing. Here's a, here's a simple solution. State it or star it. So if you're giving us a call, just state the fact that you're playing for bragging rights and if you're sending a text message, just put a star on the beginning of it and we will know. Yep. Lyle's just come up with that awesome system. There you go, producer Shell. Problem solved. <laughs> Blessed. <laughs> Problem solved. But right hey, good job. Uh, I'll, State you know it what? or star We've it. said a lot about the quiz, but I'll just read that question one more time because we want you to get these right because we want you to win these amazing books. In Acts 16, Paul was forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach where? 0491-064-669. All right, Lyle, what's happening in the world? Uh, should we talk about Victoria? Yeah. We should talk about Victoria. You said Commutoria before. I did. That's a terrible name. You should call it the Communist Republic of Victoria. It rolls off the tongue better. Anyway, whatever. (laughs) So a little bit of history on Victoria and uh, Dan Andrews down there. Of course, in 2019, he he passed the birth certificate reform bill, which means that you can change your sex on your birth certificate every 12 months. Every oh, you can be okay. a different gender. You, you get a cool off every period every twelve months. Yeah, you get a cool off period. Uh-huh. So they haven't shortened it to Fair less enough. than. There's a lot of paperwork to change your gender, yeah. and there are what an unlimited number of genders these days. Mm. Um, then he passed in 2021 the change or suppression conversion bill, which means that you are allowed to get counselling for anything you want to change to, as far as gender or orientation or so forth except cisgender straight. 
Oh, okay. So, so you, can, if you, you cannot get, it's illegal you get a jail term if you want to get counselling to remain cisgender straight. Wait, who gets the jail term? Uh, the person who the, provides the... The counselling. Yes. So... Or prayer. Yeah, what? Well, yeah, yeah. Just prayer. If you pray... Okay, uh-huh. so... Ah, that's tough, eh? Okay, then in 2022, they, pub- they, they they passed the Religious Exceptions Law, which meant that faith-based schools and institutions have been stripped of their right to employ Christian staff and operate according to the tenets of their faith. Mm. Now, when we look closely at what has been happening in Victoria, we're going to look at a couple of other examples here. What we're finding is that it's actually Fiona Patton who's loading the gun that Andrews is firing. Mm. So for those of you who are unfamiliar with Fiona Patton, mm. she's the founder of the Sex Party. Um, she's a current member of the Reason Party, Member of Parliament, as a member of the Reason Party. In the past, you know, she's established um, organisations such as the Eros organisation, which uh, published adult magazines and represented the adult industry and so forth. Mm. Uh, she started the Sex Museum and so forth. So she's got a real focus on sex, mm. basically. Kind of obsessed. Yes. <laughs> And so under her influence, she, she put forward a, a whole slew of private members' bill, which as soon as she puts them through, Dan Andrews just jumps to it and goes, yes, absolutely. Mm. Um, so the Safe Access Zone, which bans people speaking the truth about abortion or providing support to women within 150 metres of an abortion clinic. There's a massive infringement of freedom of speech. Uh, the medical, medically supervised injection centre law back in 2017 uh, the Voluntary Assisted Dying Law in 2017, the Sex Work Dis- Decriminalisation Law in 2021, which is contrary to global best practice, Victoria mm. legalised street prostitution. Yikes. Uh, there's kind of nowhere in the world that is going that direction. I'm kind of having flashbacks to like all the stories that we've done on this. This is yes. We're kind of just cataloging, cataloging here everything that we've just talked about over the years about Victoria and just the direction that it's going, which is horrific. Every private member's bill that this woman has put forward, Dan Andrews has just rushed to support. Mm -hmm. And so this is what she's putting forward. If she is, if Dan Andrews and Fiona Patton are re-elected, these are the proposals they have uh, to ban the Lord's Prayer from Parliament. Now, I don't mind if you have different prayers in Parliament. Yeah. You know, but banning prayer from Parliament? No, let's not go there. Mm-hmm. Uh, an anti-vilification bill? Anti-vilification... Vilification is a terrible thing. Mm. But anti-vilification bills are in themselves terrible mm. because they are so grey. Mm. One person's definition of vilification is very, very different from another person's definition of vilification. And the definition for vilification that is common and popular in our world today is the definition that is, if it makes me feel bad, I have been vilified. Mm. So if somebody disagrees with me, I have been vilified. And so this is basically your standard communist totalitarian method of restricting any kind of speech other than that which is allowed by Mm. the government. You go Mm. to China, that's exactly how it is. That's why we don't want to live in China. Well, that's Victoria. Mm. Uh, She is proposing drug reform laws, so uh, she already has uh, has made some progress there, but um, her decriminalisation of possession and use of drugs 
Dependence Bill or Drugs of Dependence Bill 2022 was not supported by the government in February this year. They have already indicated support for a trial, removing criminal offence charges from people caught with drugs. Mm-hmm. So we heard about on the news that they're talking about that in relationship to cannabis. Well, this is across the board. Yeah. This is your hard drugs. But even with hard drugs, like if you have a quantity that's like for use, like if they determine it's like a single use quantity, they're usually lenient and you don't Very get lenient. arrested. Yes. You know, like you, they'll let you off. But Which I don't agree with, by the way. But they're saying that... Just decriminalise it. Decriminalise. So because the reason people get arrested is because it's... A, a criminal offence. Like they're suspected of dealing. Yes. Which is the worst thing ever. But they're just saying, oh, but if you're a drug dealer, we'll let you off the hook. That's not all. That's not all. Defunding, that's exactly what the bill is, but that's not all. Okay, so next one here. Defunding faith-based hospitals that refuse to perform abortions and euthanasia. Oh, that's... That's cringe. It That's is terrible. It is, it, is, it is pretty wild stuff happening down there in Victoria, and I suspect that we're going to see a similar oh. uh, a similar event happening in Australia as to what we've seen in the United States, where you have refugees from California mm. that are spreading across to you know different places like Florida and so forth because they simply cannot practice their faith anymore in the state of California, and so they're mm. leaving. I suspect we'll start to see the same thing happening in Victoria Mm -hmm. in the coming years. We'll be interesting to see how that all goes. Let's pray that none of these things take place. Mm -hmm. I was going to talk about uh, Western Australia this morning. We had a positively uh, different news story where a sex show, an all-ages sex show, got cancelled. All ages? Yes, all ages. So they came under a bit of heat. Of course. Uh, the local mayor in Fremantle came under a bit of heat, and so they're like, oh, well, we'll restrict it to 13 years and over. Isn't and then they came under a lot more illegal? heat. They came under a lot more heat, and they decided to cancel the whole thing. And they said, the city wishes to advise the following. There is no public event this weekend. This was uh, on the 17th of September. There are performers coming together to perform, but not for the public. We do not have promotional ticket sales for an event this weekend. We are not disclosing the location of this meeting as it is not a public event. This was after a massive letter-writing campaign. It was headed up by the Australian Christian Lobby and also a Christian station, 98.5 Sunshine FM. Mm. Not familiar with those guys, but I wish it had been shout us. Shout out, yeah. Yeah, shout out for being a part of that particular story. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. It is The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. You are with the Double L team, Lyle and Lawson. We are about to have another question before the quiz. Before we do, I need to clarify something for everybody. Mm-hmm. I came up with that uh, little slogan. Yeah, Lyle, Lyle went rogue. I and did. we just need to make sure that everyone understands, including producer Shell, <laughs> what, what we were getting at. So, okay, so I said this, because we have a number of people who, you know, we miss you guys because you drop out from the quiz after you win a prize. And we appreciate the politeness. You don't want to win every week. Mm-hmm. We still want you to play along. Mm. So I said, here's a simple motto. If you want to do bragging rights, state it or star it. Mm-hmm. So here's how it works. If you just want to answer the quiz bragging rights only and you're talking to producer Shell, just let her know. For this week, just bragging rights. Mm-hmm. And she will mark it down. If you are sending a text message, 
just put a star on the text message. Mm-hmm. And producer Shell will mark that down. And that way you can still be polite and mm-hmm. Christian and sharing and not hog all of the prizes. We, yeah. we love you guys and we love the attitude that you share. But we miss you guys when you sort of disappear. Mm-hmm. For and, sure. And you only have to do that really once because once I record it down for the week. So just once a week, really. Once a week. Once a week. There you go. Then we know. But, hey, you are listening to The Breakfast Show, and we're going to have our third question for the quiz. In the parable, what did the vine dressers do to the first servant sent by the vineyard owner? 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text our prizes for this week by Reinder Bruinsma. Keywords for the Christian faith, I have a future, and he comes. But, again, that question is, in the parable... What did the vine dressers do to the first servant sent by the vineyard owner? 0491-064-669. All right, we're joining us on the phone this morning is Dr. Justin Jackson. He is a Christian doctor, an internal medicine and infectious diseases specialist. Dr. Justin Jackson has been bringing to us a series called Gems for Life from Creation Week. And who would have ever thought that there was so much health information contained in the first couple of chapters of Genesis. Dr. Justin Jackson, welcome to the show. Oh, it's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Now, what is our sentence for this week? Where are we going in these first couple of chapters this week, and what are we going to learn about? Well, as you said, it's just incredible that a simple, single sentence in those chapters there turns out to be such a rich mind for scientific discovery. And our sentence this morning comes from Genesis 2.15, and it reads, Then the Lord God took the human that he created and put him in the Garden of Eden to cultivate it and take care of it. So last month, we looked at the beauty of the garden and the health benefits derived from the awe-inspiring natural environment that we can make time to enjoy. Today, we're going to focus on the principle of physical activity. And our passage teaches us that to be healthy, we need to be physically active. Cultivating and keeping a garden requires work. Okay, I love this passage here because so often I think people have the idea that Adam and Eve were created on permanent holiday. And, you know, sometimes it's nice to go on a holiday and sit on the beach and soak in some rays and just relax and let the stresses of life just, you know, wash away with the sound of the ocean or on a mountainside or somewhere. But you've got here... These guys weren't created in a perf- in a permanent holiday. They were actually given activity, and that activity involved agriculture. That's that's true. Yes, and you, you look at so many parents today. They're so worried about their kids getting outside. They worry about them getting injured or exposed to the sun or bitten by a snake. But this morning, we're going to learn that one of the most dangerous objects in our children's lives and perhaps our lives as well, might be a chair. We need to train our mothers to say, watch out, it's a chair right behind you, don't sit. (laughs) According to the World Health Organization, more than 80% of the world's adolescent population is spending way too much time sitting in a chair. I think we even mentioned this earlier on in the show. We were talking about it, yeah. We said that sitting was the new smoking. Yeah, yeah. No, that is... So true. 
Okay, so if sitting was good for health, then our passage should read something along the lines of, you know, the Lord God took a chair and placed it in the Garden of Eden for <laughs> man to sit upon and, you know, maybe a nice recliner. But it doesn't actually say that, does it? I know, Lars. Sounds like heresy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't say that, no. But um, if we if we look at what we're doing in society today, we've actually we've actually accepted the passages as the way you said it. Really, um, a paper published in JAMA in two thousand and nineteen looked um, at how much time we spend sitting, and for adults. On average, that was six and a half hours per day. But for adolescents, the the young people that really need to be out fit and active as much as anyone else, that was eight hours a day. Eight hours. Just incredible. And that had increased, yeah, by an extra hour since 2001. So a huge amount of time. And it seems that screens are really largely to blame for that increase. The television viewing was stable over that time with an average of two hours, but computers had um, increased. So perhaps to pick up on your thought, if, if, if our passage supported our current lifestyle, it should really read, the Lord God took a chair, placed it in front of a screen where the man could sit and watch a movie about the garden he'd made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you mentioned something earlier about parents being afraid of letting their kids go outside because there are germs and there are bugs and there are insects that will bite them and there are snakes and there are, you know, people freak out over that kind of stuff. It seems to me that there are a lot more dangers inside of a house than there are outside of a house. Yeah, I think that's true. And this this passage really reminds us of that. Another important point that I'd just like to raise with the listeners, a lot of people think that half an hour of exercise will make up for eight hours of sitting motionless uh, like a corpse. But that's not true. Not to disparage dedicated exercise. So, you know, setting aside your half an hour is absolutely important. But the real danger scientists are discovering is being active, inactive for prolonged periods. And so an Australian study, for instance, took over 200,000 people and it showed that if we sit, that will predict increased death independent of whether we exercise or not. So if we're physically um, active outside of our sitting time, um, then that's good. But if we're sitting, um, and an interesting point on that, one hour of sitting, we lost 22 minutes of our life. So for every hour, we lose 22 minutes. Okay, that's a really... What? That's a, okay, you, you've got us all pretty concerned here right now. Uh, we, we have this studio and we have chairs in our studio. Lawson and I sit here for a couple of hours every morning doing, during our, our breakfast show. Are you saying that we should be standing up at, during this, this time? That's, that's for every hour. So every morning when we do the breakfast show, we are losing 44 minutes of our lifespan. Well, that's what science would, would tell us. I hope you sort of stand up and stretch every every 15 minutes or so. Uh, I'm going to stand right now. Uh, Lawson's, Lawson's going to do the rest of the show up, standing up. Yeah, I, I don't know. If, if we've got people driving in cars at the moment, um, don't stand up, any drivers. But <laughs> yes. Anyone else, stand up and stretch. Um, I'd just like to share with you um, 
a little bit about the mechanism for that because it's it's quite interesting. Um, there's an enzyme. Well, there's many mechanisms, but um, one very interesting one. There's an enzyme called lipoprotein lipase, or LPL, and that's an enzyme that breaks down the lipids. We've all heard about cholesterol and high lipids and and the dangers of of those. Um, so this enzyme breaks those lipids down so our muscles can use them for energy. And there are diseases where this enzyme doesn't work. And what happens there is that the fatty lipids get stuck in the bloodstream and it, it then damages the arteries and causes strokes and heart attacks. But physical inactivity does exactly the same thing. It's a powerful switch which switches off the LPL, cutting its activity by 90%. And it makes sense because when we're inactive, our muscles don't need to burn the energy from the lipids. But just like the genetic defect, it then leaves all those fatty lipids in our bloodstream while we're just sitting still, um, damaging our blood vessels and resulting in heart attacks and strokes. So just a final point on this. Um, Often, when we sit still in front of a television or other screen, we're inclined to eat junk food with lots of fat. So at the same time we're raising our blood lipids, we're simultaneously shutting off the mechanisms by which our body can clear them out of our blood. Yeah, wow. So that's a bit of a vicious circle then there. Now, what you're saying is that sitting in front of a screen, eating fast food, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty much a double whammy. Uh, the fats we put in our bodies are trapped in our blood vessels because our muscles are switched off? Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And that's just one of the mechanisms um, by which physical inactivity can, can damage our blood vessels. But it's not only our blood vessels. Um, we could prevent 2,000 cases of bowel, breast and endometrial cancer if we were more physically active you know, if we set aside um, 30 minutes five times a week and it just restores the right balance of, of hormones um, in our body um, and decreases those hormones that promote cancer. Mm, amazing. I mean, I've just seen this firsthand in, well, producer Shell has taken up walking over the last year or so and goes out on these amazing walks whenever she's got time to do so. She had a 34-kilometre walk the other day, and the health improvement that that has made for her has been really quite startling to be able to just see it firsthand. Yeah, yeah. And, look, I want to um, encourage cancer survivors as well in, in that journey Um you know, it's interesting, studies have looked at preventing cancer, as I just mentioned, but um, with cancer survivors, if you set aside time like, like Shell has done, um, you can lower your risk by 40% of um, getting a recurrent cancer or um, death from those cancers. And it's the same for breast, for colon, for prostate cancer. So, you know, even... Even if you have had um, a health problem, then, you know, it's all the more reason to get out and get active. Okay, so this is a really, really critical one here for us, and it seems our world is heading more and more sedentary than what it has ever been before. We need to be reversing that somewhere along the line. What about mental health? Let's talk about exercise, physical activity in relationship to mental health. This is a really important one in our world right now. And not only do we see by sitting 
down that we're shortening our life, but it seems like we lower our quality of life because, I mean, depression, that's a chronic disease. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of work that's been done on the brain. A fascinating study looked at people between 45 and 75, and it just asked them in the last week, so the last one week, how many hours they'd spent sitting. And then they went on and performed a specialised MRI scan to measure the thickness of a section of their brain, the temporal lobe, that's responsible for creating and storing memories. And needless to say, in the context of those this talk, those that had sat the longest had the thinnest um, temporal lobes. And that's that's true for, you know, and, and, and that's a concern for dementia and memory problems, but it's also a concern for depression as well. And there's a different section, the hippocampus, um, that again, um, if we exercise, it releases this whole biological cascade of events, serotonin, um, our feel-good hormone, endorphins, um, which are the natural opiates, and brain-derived neurotrophic factor, which actually causes our brain to grow and form new connections. And so um, depression can be treated equally well with exercise as with drugs. I mean, there are some severe forms of depression that need special intervention, but by and large, um, yeah, exercise is, is as efficacious as medication. Okay, very quickly because we are just about out of time, but uh, let's talk about depression and I, I know that you've got some really good information here that you can share going deeper into that section. Yeah, yeah. So, um, look, an interesting study looked at um, young adults who um, were forced to be sedentary just for a week and decreased their step count and that had a um, an incredibly deleterious effect on depression and mood. But some top tips before we finish up. I think it is, you know, if you're sitting for more than 15 minutes, create regular interruptions in your sitting. Stand up, switch your muscles on, um, get yourself a glass of water. We talked about the importance of water. Um, perhaps think about um, using your time effectively during breaks. Put your phone down, go out for a walk. And just engineer exercise into your day. Perhaps um, hold yourself accountable with a friend and join a friend for some exercise and make it a, a bit of a social event. So I think, and you mentioned um, desks, sits and desks, so that's, that, that can be a way of changing our habits as well if, if we need to look at a computer for work or study. Dr. Justin Jackson, thank you so much for sharing us here, sharing with us here the importance of physical activity. We're going to move on with the show right now. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.